Welcome to Unlearn Pavement Radio. We have not done a episode in quite some time. It's been, I don't even know, it's been far too long. Seven months, I think, since Tour Divide. Pre-podcast, I promise you I've been working on a post one. I promise. My name is Bobby Wintle. Welcome to the show. I'm here with Andy Fullerton. Fullerton, correct? Yes. Um, could you spell your name? No, I'm just kidding. Andy, how are you doing? I can, actually. <laughs> you can. <laughs> He's physically able of spelling his name. <laughs> Andy, welcome to the show. Thank you. We're uh, at District where we all hang out quite a bit. Andy's a um, local guy from Stillwater. So, Andy, just give us a little bit of background about yourself before we dive into the, the story that we're going to tell. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm a sociology professor in my 10th year. and uh, Tenure? My 10th year. Your 10th year. Are you tenured, though? Uh, yeah, I was tenured a few years ago. Oh, and my then, gosh. That's awesome. promoted again uh, last year, so now I've got plenty of time for ultra running. Uh, yes. I don't think my boss is listening, so that's fine. No, that's good. Uh, that's good. <laughs> Maybe you will. Maybe we'll tag him on Instagram or something. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he's on there, thankfully. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, yeah, I got into running in 2000. 13 as i was starting to get healthy lost a bunch of weight right and, how much uh, how much did you did you lose like what, what would you uh, say starting in april of 13 over about 10 months lost about 180 pounds that's incredible and and by the end of it i was a runner i mean i just started walking at first and by the end of it i was just hooked on running like not running to lose weight anymore just running because I, I loved it without being able to express why I loved it. And uh, I was running marathons at the time and then got into ultras over the last year. That's incredible. So, yes, wanted to pull this podcast together to give you the opportunity to just tell your story a little bit, like you just started, and then uh, you, how you've incrementally grown in your distances. And ultimately, I want you to tell the story, kind of uh, struggles and, and things that happened over the last two longest runs that you've done. And uh, so uh, your first time you did a full marathon, 24 miles. Tell, tell us about that. Well, it's 26.2. Right. Uh, it's not 24. Oh, did I say 24? <laughs> yeah. I meant to say 26.2. The last 2.2 kind of <laughs> suck, yeah. Uh, I'm not a runner, I'm a cyclist. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but but if you can make it to 24, you're fine, uh, actually. I think you can hobble or 20 to crawl. T- 22 to 24 in my first one were yeah that was uh that was the point where where a lot of people start walking and yeah that's where you you find out like what do you do when you've experienced more pain than you've ever experienced in your entire life like how do you respond to it and a lot of people respond by walking uh which is really understandable and i did a lot of walking last weekend uh yeah 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 but for a marathon you can just you know you know grit your teeth and slow down and if, if you're like me and you go out way too fast and you you deal with that pain for quite a while right. uh like the second half of my race was really painful and that first one in 2014 uh where was that at what in oklahoma that? city uh so the yeah the red bun or was uh, it the oklahoma, oklahoma city memorial? they call it the yeah now it's called the oklahoma city memorial marathon right. awesome. uh what was your finish time uh it was like 342 uh, for the so first time that's pretty fantastic Thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I I started out with the goal of three thirty, and yep. and I ran with there's a they have pace groups. I ran with the three thirty pace group for the first half, and then around thirteen fourteen miles started to fade, and then you know the the farther we went from there, the worse it got, and then like the last 
10 miles are pretty painful. I, I was like slowly, you know, fading more and more. And then, you know, um, it was off pace by like two minutes per mile with, you know, a 10 K left. And then, so you, you have that, a lot of people will call it, you know, from, from mile 20, they call it the wall to the end. They, for some people, it's a death march. You know, you, you survived a mile 20. That's as far as you went in training. And then the last 10 K, uh, it can be horrible and and people walk and, and I was able to just run slowly and considered that, uh, you know, some kind of victory Absolutely. to not, not completely give up. Um, and so, yeah, it was really painful, you know, finishing it, you know, was, gave me a great sense of accomplishment and, uh, I was hooked and, and, you know, I thought that, you know, my running career was just going to be trying to get faster and faster and running, you know, at like, that marathon distance. Yeah. And, and like buying into the whole idea that you, you have to just run two a year and like, you need to like, you know, recover forever and then like build up again slowly. And, and then I, that, I thought, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to run two of these a year yep. and that, that'll be it. Um, so what was the turning point? Because obviously that's not what you've done and we'll yeah. get into that, but what was the, so actually before we get into that question, let's back up for just a minute. Um, when you first got started and you, you started, uh, walking, losing weight, getting ready to become the runner that you are today, what do you think it was that got you sparked to be interested in it in the first place? Like what was the, what was the tipping point for you? Uh, I mean, I, or what was the thing that got you interested? Yeah. I mean, I signed up for my first 5k cause a, a, a friend and grad student of mine said, Hey, you know, I'm, I want to do this 5k in Tulsa. Uh, and I was like, running? I don't know about that. Uh, I was like, yeah, you know, they got these eight-week couch to 5K programs. You can yeah. do one of those. And so I did. And uh, I started running, and I was I still weighed like over 300 pounds when I started running. I and cannot, like running when you're I 300 pounds. can't is, imagine you that way yeah. like, with a person I know it's, you are it's today. Just, it's so much different. And especially when you're like dieting and running when you're dieting and not not consuming calories yeah you're relying just you know mainly on your body fat and so you just have to run slowly and i i didn't put it together like we would occasionally go on like weekend trips and you drink a little bit and then all of a sudden i could like run a little bit faster the next day so yeah you're, you're giving your body <laughs> carbohydrates yeah, which what you can it, use to run it's giving it fuel what it yeah. absolutely needs right <laughs> I didn't put that together until later, but, uh, but I did the learning process. Yeah. I did the 5k and with, you know, super slow time, which I was fine with and, uh, and finished it and had a huge sense of accomplishment at just finishing it. And, and then I just kept going. I I kept saying, you know, I want to see how far I can run. I'm just going to keep running like a mile farther each week. And then, so a month later I did a 10k and then awesome. I signed up. I signed up to do the Dallas Marathon in December that year, uh, and it got iced out unfortunately, so I didn't get to do it. But but I was up to running the half marathon distance by Thanksgiving anyway. So I, I ran, started the couch to five k in August, did the the five k race in early October, and then ran a half marathon just around Boomer on my own, which is the worst way to possibly do it. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Uh, uh, on Thanksgiving Day, uh, just on my own, That's and so the race, cool. the race, <laughs> I'm such a dork. The race got canceled, so I'm like, "All right, well, screw you guys and your inability to handle ice." I I literally created my own bib, 
<laughs> I don't know what I put on it. Uh, I think something uh, something making fun of Dallas. Uh, and I I literally I pinned it on myself and I went out and I ran. 14 miles you know the extra mile is just the middle finger and, yeah, totally. and, I, and i was like well i've already run 13 miles over on 14 so then i went out and i ran 14 miles that day with my own uh, handmade bib perfection <laughs> that is awesome yeah. i hadn't heard this story at all yeah i don't know if i told that story and uh and so i then um started thinking about uh you know full marathons and uh yeah, after that 13 14 mile yeah you, you're like oh man i just need to do Technically, twelve point two more miles. Right. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> so, like around Christmas time, I, I signed correct. up. <laughs> I signed up for the Oklahoma City Marathon, and then eventually ran my first half marathon in in Cowtown in Fort Worth, which was really yep. great. Uh, and uh, I basically stopped dieting right before that, and then as soon as I started eating again. I started getting really fast. All of a sudden, I had energy. Yes. Uh, and so I was going from running like 25 to 30 minute 5Ks. And I went down to Dallas in like January and ran like a 21 minute 5K. And I was like, where did that come from? I just you know ran as fast as I could that day. I was eating a little bit more. And I was like, wow, all right. So then I was obsessed with getting faster and faster, uh, and uh, which led to a stupid goal in my first marathon. And, um, as we'll talk about later, I have stupid goals in every first yeah, race you, at, yeah. at every distance. Uh, it's yeah. just <laughs> kind of how I do things. Uh, and was just obsessed with getting faster. And so part of my obsession over that next like year and a half was there's a like a magical barrier of 20 minutes in the 5K. And so I was obsessed with breaking yeah. 20 minutes in the 5K. And I was eventually able to do it as part of training for my second marathon in which I set my what is still my PR uh, at Dallas when I ran like 318 uh, which is still not good enough to qualify for Boston, which fucking sucks. Sorry. Yeah, totally. Uh, no, that's fine. This yeah. is definitely not a fucking uh, <laughs> All right. explicit, non-explicit podcast. Right. We're totally okay. <laughs> uh, so, what is the Boston qualify? Is it is it three? It, it, it varies by uh, by gender and by age. Uh, so Man, that's for, sexist. Gosh. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get into that. It's uh, <laughs> as a sociologist, I. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. I have certain <laughs> academic baggage that, that limits my ability to speak on that. That's fine. But, uh, I'll, I'll do it for everyone. Um, <laughs> by the way, we are drinking uh, a fresh from the source, tapped from the source of uh, Iron Monk, which is a block away. We're having their rye IPA, their exit 174. Cheers, Cheers Andy. Yeah. It's uh, delicious, and you should be here. And the fact that you're not, you are definitely losing. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, go, go ahead. Hashtag winning. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> What were we talking about? Beer. Uh, I think we we're talking about sexism. Yeah. And then I, the whole time so I'm you're still, I'm the, still like <laughs> eight minutes away from the qualifying right. standard for my for men my age. It's three ten. Three ten. But luckily, so you're super close. Luckily, I'm uh, what what is it? I'm like eight months away from moving into the next age bracket. Uh, so then I'll just uh, instead of three ten, I'll need three fifteen. Three fifteen. Right. But I don't know. Like if it fits within my schedule, I might try to run another fast marathon i haven't tried since sure. dallas but i might you how know, old i might how old try for um 38 38 okay so i'll be 39 and then so for the the race is starting next fall uh you qualify then and then you wouldn't actually run boston for like a year and a half so then i would be 40 when i ran boston and then yeah. i would be in the next age group so perfect if it works out i'll i'll consider trying to shave off like four or five minutes which would then put me in the qualifying time 
but if not, I mean, I'm I'm much more interested in ultras, and so if it if it doesn't fit in, I I don't feel like I would be, uh, I wouldn't feel unfulfilled as a runner. Absolutely, it, it, it's something that would be nice to check off the list, but but I feel like the goals I have now are far more important. Definitely. So let's get into that. You did your first marathon. You decided that okay, maybe I'm just going to do a couple of these a year. You started to feed yourself again, which is fantastic. While you were saying that, I was thinking about like mornings whenever I have coffee or I don't have coffee, and I think about just how much more I can possibly get done in that morning if I give yeah. myself coffee and I give myself caffeine, and like if I deprive myself of that or whatever because I feel like I'm too busy or doing whatever. It's a uh, it's a pretty bad decision. So yeah. like yeah, having coffee is important for a lot of people. It yeah. is for me. It is for so me. I get way more shit done. Yeah, and like I can only imagine that you got way faster. Yeah, and felt stronger, and um, that's really that's it's crazy to think that you went through a time where I'm sure your main focus wasn't quite getting faster at the time, but was losing weight, right? And getting fit, like getting your body mm-hmm. back, and yeah. all those things, and you did it. And so after that, yeah, like what was the next step? Like what was the next thing that kind of pushed you to the distances beyond a marathon? Well, I I really credit it to. Uh, to the star group, the Stillwater Trailer and, and Road Runners, because yeah. uh, you know the running community here was completely unorganized until about a year and a half ago, and you know I never, I never really ran with anyone before that. You know, uh, so you got started completely on your own. Yeah, I, mean, I had I, no, not on my own. I mean, I had a, a buddy. Oh, you that, had a buddy. Yeah, five k. A buddy that encouraged me to do that, right. and then I had another buddy that like helped me in those first few days uh, just like uh, starting that couch to 5k program so he he ran the first couple times with me uh, and uh, and then that that really helped a lot but yeah I would I got used to just running on my own and um, and now you know like half of the time it's uh, it's with groups and so I, I like social runs a lot I still like running on my own they've blown up yeah talk about yeah. how the star group is just I mean yeah the, the group rides have just exploded um, yeah it's like three or four nights a week where it, there's something going on it's absolutely amazing yeah uh, so yeah there's the the Y run the pub run there's trail runs they were, they were doing speed work for a while there's there's all kinds of things and then people just you know saying hey I want to do something stupid this weekend who wants to join me like let's go uh, you know let's go run down to Perkins eat breakfast and then run back yeah. we, we did that last summer and that was a lot of fun and you know really let's cool. uh, let's go run the trails at McMurtry at night uh, which I wanted to do for selfish reasons yeah, just because yeah. I in that hundred I had to run most of it at night uh, right. so I wanted right. to get used to that uh, that's great and a lot of other people thought that would be fun to do so we, we've been doing that and um, so yeah having that group uh, was nice not, not just to have people to run with but to to see like what other people were interested in and what other people had done with their running careers and just the idea of running an ultra hadn't really crossed my mind and then people were talking about 50ks and 50 milers and uh and you know, uh, you know, people like uh, Ryan had were were thinking about doing uh, ultras, and uh, Jess had already done 50ks and uh, encouraged me to sign up for a 50k. So I signed up for uh, the go short, go long, go very long uh, 50k in Tulsa. Okay. Uh, January of last year, and that was my first ultra. Uh, so I ran that, loved it, and then uh, and then you know, Trey and 
uh, others were, you know, trying to talk me into doing the land run, uh, 50 K last year, our first first ever. ever. Uh, and, uh, I sort of view the, like the, the land run 50 K as, as a, a pretty important turning point because into that point I had still bought into this idea that everything must be done in terms of standard cycles that, you know, you, and I was hesitant to sign up for the race for a while because I thought, well, I'm, I'm doing this other 50K only, now it's funny, only seven weeks before. Right. Which <laughs> is just hilarious now because I, I do stupid shit like every two or three weeks. But like seven weeks before, I'm like, oh, that is not enough time. I need at least like four or five months in between. I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Right. Uh, so, you know, I raced the the, you know, the 50K in Tulsa all out in January. Uh, and... I don't quite fade as as much as I could have, but you know I went out a little too hard and faded a little bit. But but you know I was happy with my time and uh, your finish time was what there uh, like four fifteen yeah uh, for thirty one miles yeah uh, and it's still my PR that's incredible because uh, it's an easy course is but it, is it paved yeah it's along the Tulsa River there's just that one hill at the uh, Turkey Mountain parking lot okay yeah uh, and other than that it's just completely flat so I haven't done a fifty k that easy since then. Uh, and then, so I, I was like, well, um, I'd also like kind of switched uh, diets at the time, like right before that. Um, I'd been vegetarian for a while and, and became vegan right before that. And I, I think that also contributed to uh, to being able so, to recover more quickly so from you've been these ve- events. You've been vegan for a full year now. Uh, yeah, it's been, yeah, over a year, I guess getting closer to a year and a half and, um, so I think that's that's a huge part of it too. And then I like a couple yeah. days after. It's amazing, dude! Amazing. Just think about. It. I know Ryan Simon here in town is also vegan, but it still just really, really blows me away to have that conversation with somebody that's doing the distances that you guys are doing, and and like you said, the stupid shit every couple of weeks. That's yeah. Super fun, but super taxing on the body. Yeah. And that you're able to recover and eat clean. Yeah, I think the the calories. clean diet is a huge part of it. I think so too. I yeah. really think that there's something about being your body being able to reconstruct itself after a really hard effort because of the things that you are feeding. Right, yourself. and I mean, like two days after that 50k in January last year, I felt I felt fine. Like I was running, and I was like, what? before that, like I would I would be wrecked for like four days, and I'm like what I'm running, and I feel like I didn't even race two days ago. What's yeah. what's going on? Uh, so I was like. Yeah, I'm signing up. Totally. I'm gonna sign up, and then, and then the land run, uh, you know, was amazing. Like if if Stormy had gotten just a little bit more lost, I would have won. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You came in second place overall, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's amazing. If he had only you know got off course about four more miles, I would have won. <laughs> uh, man, that would have been phenomenal. <laughs> no, he's an amazing runner, but uh, so, um, and then a- a- after that, I mean that that whole day was just an amazing experience i mean everyone that participated in it uh just loved it and and um, i was kind of pissed i'm like i I gotta wait like 364 more days for this again like i don't know how you people do this this is the first time i heard about this and you guys do this once a year and then you just wait yeah how do you do it we plan and we plan (laughs) and we have conversations and we plan and uh i'll tell you what right now i don't know if you feel this way as a participant as but as the promoter and you know owner of land run man I feel like it happened two weeks ago, and it's happening in four weeks. Yeah. And I'm losing my mind <laughs> in a really good way. But I, I, I know I've said this in a few different places, but with us adding in the 50K 
and then building the courses the way we did to where you guys could potentially run into each other or have some of the 50-mile riders catch up with you at the finish line and pass, you know, at, uh, with you guys both on the course, but then seeing you guys come down the finish line shoot, you know, that was our fourth year. This is our fifth year coming up. I know what it takes to do the cycling portion of this. I've never – I've ran a 10K and a 5K, and I did like a 10-mile run one time over 10 years ago, but I, I can't physically wrap my head around what it would do – what it would take to do that distance on foot as a 50k and so like my emotional experience seeing you guys come down the finish line was pretty overwhelming and i mean i'm not kidding at all the tears would well up almost every single time and i'm really looking forward to that in the next four weeks being able to see a hundred people from all over the country come and race the 50k on saturday and then also with land run we we added in a double so if anybody is listening to this and they're thinking they want to do something crazy in 365 days in four weeks, we're offering, uh, yeah, the, the hundred mile race ride on your bike on Saturday morning. And if you want to do the 50 K also, you can do it on Friday. And so Andy, I know you're not signed up for that this year because you're going <laughs> to smash the 50 K run again, <laughs> but Ryan Simon out of the star group here in Stillwater signed up and we think he's an actual pretty good favorite to maybe do something and yeah. maybe podium. Yeah, oh yeah. And I, anyway, I, I, I want to get you a bike, Andy, and see what we can do. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, no worries, but maybe we should do something. Yeah, as long as it's a fat bike. Yeah. You know. <laughs> fat, fat bikes are totally allowed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so yeah, it was an incredible day, right? I don't yeah, even know how else incredible. to explain it. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I was, we were just sitting around after, and I was like, we just ran from downtown Stillwater out past Coil Road and back. Like, what the hell did we just do? How awesome is that? Seriously. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just those, you know, the, the dirt and the gravel hills on that side of town. Like, I love, now I just, I run out there, you know, just on real long training runs and it's, it's great. It's like you, you leave civilization for a little bit and then so you don't, like that. you don't have to deal with, with cars or anything like that. And you don't even really have to deal with too many dogs if you go to the right parts and, uh, right. and the red you're just out on just your own. Yeah. It's, it's almost, it's almost like being on the trail you're out on your own um that's why i ride out there yeah that's why land run exists because of those roads right we hit those roads and realized this is incredible this yeah. is worth inviting people to come do we've got we don't have a the, the problem of like not enough roads to do a hundred mile course we have the problem of which roads do we pick right because every single one we turn down is is just as cool as the one that we yeah. passed, passed before and so that's why this year, I think for Land Run, we've got, you know, right now we're at 1,300 participants between the run and the ride. Yeah. It's crazy. Those roads, are, you nailed it. Yeah, they, you I feel alone. Run, I can run down the middle of the road and I feel like I own it. Yep. Like, you know, like I don't see anyone. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's like the next best thing to being on the trail and feeling completely free. Uh, so, yeah, having, having 100 runners on those roads is going to be awesome. This is just a, this uh, is just the beginning. I keep, I keep saying just that a, it's just a sea of humanity. It's just ridiculous. Just tackling those hills is gonna be great. I keep telling everybody every year at Land Run, they're like, "Well, what's next?" And my only answer is the same answer I had last year when we had what thirty two runners, thirty four runners, something like that. This is just the beginning. Like the thing that I love about us and our crew, and the cycling community, and now coupled with Star and the running community, is that none of us are looking at well where are the barriers you know where's the limitation and like you were giving yourself a barrier you were like okay i'm gonna do two marathons a year this is what people do this is how it goes and if we looked at 
putting on a race that way or running a bike shop that way. Like, oh, well, this is just how it's done. Instead of saying, like, no, actually, we really don't give a shit how it's done. This is what we think should happen. Then as we continue to feel that way and live that way and run our business that way and the race, I think the answer for the foreseeable future is, well, we're just getting started. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we've got 100 people now to do the run and 22 to do the double that are running on Friday morning. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be out there, uh, you know, working one of the aid stations on Friday. Oh, great, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, I mean, because after Land Run last year, I was like, all right. Yeah, what's I'm, next? I'm throwing out the the old way of thinking. Exactly. You know, unlearn and, pavement and dude. unlearn exactly all the things. And so, like Ryan and I just started doing stupid shit as often as we could. We're like, all right. Uh, and often just like, you know, with maybe a day or two's notice, um, like, yeah, hey, I need to do like a 20 miler this weekend. And this was like two weeks later. And we're like, why don't we just run all the trails at McMurtry? It's only like an extra 12 miles. So we ran and, and I, I, I seriously think we're still the only two for some reason. We, we can't get others to do it with it yet, with, with us yet, but I think we will. You and will. It, you will. It's to run all the trails at once. And so we're like, all right, they finally connected everything so you can run them all at once. Uh, we're like, yeah, let's just do it. And it was painful and it was great. And we, we ran we ran them all. And it was about 32 and a half miles. He, he lied to me about how long it was going to be and I was cursing him <laughs> for the last couple miles. Uh, we should be fucking done by now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the way that yeah. uh, that that's the way best friends are made. Yeah, honestly. So we did that, and then uh, we're like, "Yeah, fuck it, let's sign up for the Lake McMurtry 50k," which is two weeks after that. So then we did another 50k two weeks after that. So we we did you know three 50ks within a span of a month, uh, and Unreal. then it was like, "All right, I'm I'm just gonna start." doing you know what i want listening to my body and if my legs tell me i'm ready to do something fucking stupid again i'm gonna do it because it's really fun uh so then i don't know that that summer and like the whole rest of that year i sort of got in the cycle of of doing a marathon or a 50k every other week because oh i was gosh. like that, that that's what my body can handle if i take it easy enough like i'm not trying to like set a pr every time no no because thankfully there is no boston for a 50k uh right because you don't you know, like th that goal just isn't necessary uh and so it it makes it a lot more fun if you don't have if you don't have that kind of pressure um so we would you know we would sign up for like trail races like we did we did the osage trail marathon which was a lot of fun and i ran the trails again uh partly with uh ryan he ran one of them with me partly with jess she ran most of them with me that day uh had really horrible experience where it was in the middle of summer and like it was like heat bonking and uh came extremely close to over to giving myself heat stroke and uh, just doing stuff like that all the time just because it was fun and because we could and uh continued that through uh, a group of us from Star signed up for a 50 miler in Colorado right. in September, Run Rabbit Run, and then so we all went off and did that. I was looking uh, forward to you telling this story. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, yeah, we, we were you know having fun with 50ks, and and then we're like, all right, well we we want to do a longer ultra, like the the two most common uh, like longer ultra distances are 50 mile and 100 mile, 
and there was a whole bunch of us that were interested and um so there was you know five of us and there was a couple of other star people uh uh Cade and Molly that, that do run rabbit all the time so there were seven of us there uh and yeah, it was yeah it was an incredible seven people from Stillwater yeah going to Steamboat Springs Colorado right. to run up a mountain yeah when like you said a year prior to that the running community was fractured was not Right. Not cohesive, you know, not fractured in a bad way, but just not, there was no base, you know. Yeah, yeah, there was really, and as far as ultra running goes, there was Bill Ford, and I guess that was about it. That's Bill, about Bill it, Bill Ford yeah, yeah. and maybe uh, Arthur, but Arthur had already moved. Moved to Portland, yeah. right. Or Seattle. Gosh, right. get both those towns so mixed. Anyway, so dumb. So, yeah, there was, yeah, there was no organized running community. There was no real ultra right. community. It was a community of one. And, and this was September, uh, this was September 2016, right? Just this past September. Right, last yep. September. Okay. Uh, so we all went... And it was uh, uh, the five of us, uh, uh, me and uh, Ryan and Trey and Tessa and Jess uh, all went together. uh, And uh, what was really cool about the whole trip is that, you know, I don't know what the DNF rate at that race was, but there were a lot of people that didn't finish. And uh, what was really cool is that the five of us all finished the race. Uh, which that, I mean, in your first fifty miler, that that Stella. is your goal is to finish, and and we and we finished, and it was it was just an incredible experience, and just made me want you know want more of that. And you guys immediately came home, you and Ryan especially, and said we're signing up for a hundred mile. Yeah, uh, I think uh, like a month later, I think I signed up for the hundred miler, um, and yeah, I I mean I just. Uh, since I kind of blew up a bit in that race, because <laughs> uh, at Steamboat, yeah. So you start by running up like thirty six hundred feet over six miles <laughs> straight up a mountain, uh, and the smart people hike it, uh, and the dumb people trying to trying to act like a semi pro uh, run it uh, and run walk when they have to, and that was me. So I was running Flatlander like, from nine hundred. Yeah, feet. I was running like twelve thirteen minute miles up the mountain, then run walking a bit, and then just. You know, so you get to the top of the mountain, and I'm I'm way too gassed to be at mile six, uh, mile seven, uh, and then I'm like, all right, I'm good. Now now it's oh, now it's man. quote unquote flat, and let's go. So I got to the halfway point, you know, and good time, and, and then then fell apart in the second half. It's, it finished with a respectable time, but um, that's just how I how I do it. I that's your first ever fifty mile distance attempt, yeah. training or not? Yeah, Ryan and I had. Uh, for our, uh, we're both born on the same day, and so our. Oh, our, are you really? Uh, both That's born on May sixth. So yeah. badass! I didn't so know our, that. our stupid idea was to uh, combine our ages in kilometers and run it. Oh yeah, I remember this. Which okay. is about forty miles. Yeah. So we ran forty miles. And you guys ended right in front of the shop, right? Yeah, we ended district. right here. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember. And then yeah, drank the rest of the day. You did drink the rest of the day, which, which is, is how I like to end ultra events. Uh, well, you need to. You got to recoup, you know. Yeah, yeah. You got to replace those carbohydrates. <laughs> you got to so. plug plug the battery pack into the wall. Exactly. Uh, That's amazing. Oh man. So, what was your finish time at Run Rebel? Uh, it was like eleven oh eight, something like that. Eleven oh eight. So, I mean, it was a it was a good time. Uh, it was you know a bit slower than my goal, but that's just what I always do. I uh, I don't that's know. It's literally faster than the. Than some of the people that have finished the fifty mile ride at Land Rover Pass. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not many, but a few. <laughs> we did. The, the one nice thing about the mountain was that it could, uh, you know, you, you 
gravity works the other way too, so yeah. you, it, it dragged you down at the end. So I, I could basically stumble down at a 13 to 14 minute pace pretty easily. Yeah. So and it was nice. That's good. And you started at what elevation and came? Started at about 7,000, went up to about 10.5. Uh, and, and so that was also like my first experience at elevation. And yeah, and I think the first experience of a lot of people. And uh, it was really fun on the trip stopping at, uh, I think it was. I think it was Hope Pass or Loveland. I forget which pass, yeah. but it was at 12,000 feet. So I got around, uh, got up there and ran around a little bit just to see what that was like and, uh, you know, realizing how much worse that is and how fun that is. Just your your lungs are on fire after a tenth of a mile. It's like a pencil straw. Like you're just, yeah. you're, you're trying to suck air through a straw. Yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy. But I don't think the elevation really affected us too much during the race. Well, with um, you guys coming into it with your oxygen level that it already is from your cardio uh i mean i'm not a physiologist i don't know i think the heat and humidity in oklahoma they said is is somewhat of a substitute so it's it's, uh yeah training in really humid conditions doesn't completely substitute for it but it helps and and i thought it did uh, because i was used to running in you know 90 95 percent humidity and running when it's you know 95 to 100 and um that's oklahoma in the summer yeah so uh, that that helped, and then like the nice thing about kind of tanking a little bit at the end is that like you know, I recovered pretty quickly, and two weeks later I you know did another marathon on my own just for fun, and and then got <laughs> right, got right back into it every every two weeks. I love uh, it. Yeah. Tell me about the mental aspect. Um, do you feel like recovering mentally has been any sort? Just you personally, not like an overarching like as an ultra runner perspective, but just you personally. Um, cause I, I know for me, at least, um, for me now, it definitely doesn't seem to affect me until it becomes a kind of a multi-day thing as a cyclist or as a bike packer and endurance rider, but, uh, doing a 50 mile distance and pushing yourself on foot by your own power only. Cause I mean, on a bike, you can coast downhill, right? You know, we do a hundred mile ride. You might coast for, you know, 25% of that ride and chill if you're not really, really hammering it. But when you're running, you're running the whole time. And so I don't know exactly what goes on like in the mental aspect of an ultra runner. And so for you, being able to get done with a 50-mile ride and then do a marathon two weeks later, do you feel like there's a lag in mental activity or do you feel like in a couple days you're mentally set on the next thing? Yeah, I mean, I think the the longer events are more mentally taxing. and um, For sure. I don't know if I really felt it after the 50-mile, but after the 100K, I just... Uh, in December, I kind of felt, you know, right. uh, like that. Okay, the 100K was after Run Rabbit Run? Yeah, okay. that that was a, like a, a tune-up race. Uh, the, a pretty common progression for people is to run a marathon, a 50K, a 50-mile, 50 100K, and then do the 100-mile. And so I followed that progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's great. And, uh, so, yeah, I think after Run I mean, I was just, you know, sad to leave the mountains in Colorado more than anything else. Absolutely. Uh, so it's like I had to a depressing moment. So yeah, I wasn't like having to mentally get over like the mental exertion in the race. It was like getting over the fact that I was leaving Steamboat Springs and coming back I love to it. Oklahoma with I love uh, it. with no mountains. So that was a little depressing. Do you but. stare in the rearview mirror like as the white caps just like disappear for the yeah. last moment and like I just savor it, dude. Yeah. I stare at that rearview mirror, just wishing they wouldn't leave the the view. I mean, now I understand like why Trey was so excited as soon as we got the steamboat. Like absolutely, he just yeah, just the light was turned on. So 
and I'm, I'm sure I'll be the same way when we go back. You he will. Was just, he was just on a, he was on a high the whole time we were there, just, and I understand it. Like, I didn't get it. I'd never really been Had in you the been? mountains oh, before that. Oh, really? Oh, I man. get it. Oh, it's, I get it. And I'm, it's a real thing. Yeah, I'm going back in July, and then in September, so. Great. I'm, yeah, you're going back for Run Rabbit Run again? Yeah, yeah, I signed up for the 100. The 100 mile. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you did the 100K. Let's fast forward to what happened this past weekend. It's fresh on your mind. Um, I just want you to take it away. Like, you talk about when you just, so you decided to sign up for the 100 mile directly after Run Rabbit Run. And then what's the name of the race and where was it? Uh, it's uh, Rocky Raccoon in uh, Huntsville, Texas. So I sort of, so not trail, really. So it's a trail run. It's a trail run, yeah. I'm not really creative enough, so I basically stole Ryan, Ryan's idea and, and made it my own. And, uh, uh, I won't admit that, but I guess he might listen to this later. Uh, uh, and, so what was that? Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, 100-mile race, uh, South Texas, just an hour north of Houston in okay. Huntsville State Park. Uh, so it's on a combination of, uh, I guess it's single track, maybe a little bit wider than the single track we have here, and, uh, and some Jeep roads. Uh, and yeah, so it's uh, yeah. As far as hundreds go, they they describe it as being an easier course, but it's not it's not easy compared to the hundred k I did, which was just flat and like crushed limestone. Yeah, <laughs> that was in like, the Ozarks, right? Maybe like uh, yeah, it was in uh, yeah Carthage, Missouri. Yeah, so yeah. That, that was essentially like running around Meridian Pond for hundred k, <laughs> which <laughs> which is as boring as it sounds. It is uh, right next to the highway. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but but it was easy uh and uh but yeah at Huntsville uh so it was uh yeah I think I I overestimated how easy it would be it's it's easy only in relative terms only compared to say running up mountain after mountain in Colorado right. so yeah compared to that you know compared to the next one which has 20,000 feet of elevation gain yeah, this was easy. Absolutely. <laughs> this was a, uh, less than a third of that. Uh, and the next one is Run Rabbit Run, the next 100 mile. That'll right. be the next one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's with, like, we had one, we had one big climb to get up to the mountain. That one has at least three. Oh, my uh, gosh. So, but, but this is, you know, this is uh, where, I mean, it's a huge race. It's the 100-mile trail championships. Yep. So there's a In lot Huntsville. of really fast yep. people that go there and, uh, it's a big event. There was hundreds of runners there, uh, and uh, quite a few runners from Oklahoma go there. There's ultra runners from Tulsa and from Oklahoma City that they go there on a regular basis. Uh, so it's it's pretty well known race. And so so tell me, this is your first hundred mile run? Yeah. You get down there. So you mentioned the other night at Finnegan's at the bar that maybe the night before, like just just yeah, what was going through your mind the night before the race? Uh, How are you feeling? How did you sleep? All of those things. If I had slept, that would have been better. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. When it comes to camping, I'm, you know, I'm a bit like oh, Bill, you were camp- Billy you Crystal, were yeah, from City Slickers. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I think I just bought my tent like three days before that, and that Fresh. was the first time I pulling used tags it. and stuff. Yeah, literally that like the day before pulling the tags off. So that's what I get, you know. But totally. 
So I was uncomfortable sure. and I didn't sleep. But I, I figured, well, you know, I often don't sleep before a race anyway, so who cares? Sure. Um, but yeah, it was a weird experience, like getting ready by flashlight, you know, on a campsite. Uh, oh man, I didn't know this at all, too. This is yeah. This is so I got up, got up at four a.m. and it was like getting my stuff together with a flashlight and trying to like you know eat my breakfast and all this other stuff and uh, then everyone else gets up and for the first time in my life i almost walked up to the starting line without my bib on uh <laughs> normally like the night before i'm in my room or i'm in a hotel room and i'll like you know pin my bib on my shirt and yeah, like, or my shorts and yeah you know, you know i know as up. you do and uh <laughs> take four getting, showers getting ready uh, have a good cry <laughs> and uh uh, <laughs> Cuddle with Ryan. Right, yeah. He wasn't there, though, right? Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's his fault then. Yeah. Uh, so, that uh, <laughs> was all out of whack. And I was supposed to have this, like, ankle bracelet. All the best things happen at hotels. Yeah. All the best things. <laughs> we did stay in the Precious Moments Hotel together. And it was precious. <laughs> Every moment of it. Uh, <laughs> What happens in Missouri stays in Missouri. So Missouri is just a weird place. Yeah, <laughs> a, a they have wonder. Ranger IPA. I can't be held responsible. And uh, now we have Ranger IPA at Finnegan's. Yes, and and Andy and I may never leave. We're only here to There's do the podcast. No reason and then to. We're, we're yeah, gonna go we're going back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, and I was I'm supposed to be wearing an ankle bracelet as well because there's a prison nearby, and so. <laughs> Seriously. That's where they take people that don't finish. No. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> no, that's the the timing chip is on your ankle for some reason. The first right. time I've worn one of those. So I didn't have the timing chip. I didn't have my bib. Uh, and thankfully, there was still like 15 minutes. So my crew is running to the car to get my stuff. And and then I like, they get it for me and I like pin everything on and I'm ready to go maybe three to five minutes before the gun goes off. Oh, man. Uh, so there's time for one... I think they took a picture time for one pre-race picture <laughs> and then i walk up to the start line and then we're off so it was the weirdest start ever. that's crazy yeah it's got to feel dis like disconnecting discombobulating yeah. all those things i wasn't super nervous but i definitely wasn't calm before the race sure. started but thankfully i mean i was cursing it at the time there's a huge bottleneck because you've got like 350 runners that are about to you know start running on single track so all of them doing uh, 100 mile yeah, and so I, I get stuck behind smart people that are taking it easy, and I'm pissed off. Like, why are you making me take it easy? But it was nice. I mean, it maybe saved me from blowing up too much more. Uh, so I, it didn't really thin out for, like, the first five miles. But I should have just kept running that pace for the next, like, 50 miles. But instead, as soon as it thinned out, uh, I got on my, like, I must break 20-hour uh, deal yeah, uh, yeah, which in hindsight, twenty hours is, running on foot, which is funny. Yeah, like that. That'll be a nice goal for like the second or third time I, I try so. Rocky. But, That's how, but what, not now. How many miles? Uh, how, how many minutes per mile is hundred? Is twenty hours hundred miles? Uh, I'm I think it was like math. twelve. I think it was twelve. That's pretty badass. And that that includes time spent at aid stations and all that. So I was planning on running like. 10 to 11 minute miles yeah and i did a couple of them and i did a bunch of 11s <laughs> i did a bunch of 11s and realized that at the end of the first lap it was uh 20 mile laps five laps at the end of the first lap i told my crew screw 20 hours that's just not possible and i'm gonna slow down but i didn't slow down enough so i slowed down instead of going for 10 to 11 I went for like 11 to 12. I should have said 13 to 14. Right, right. Uh, and so I, I ran 
I ran the first lap on pace for 20 hours, and first, then I first lap was 25 miles. It's 25 20, mile, 20, 20 miles. miles. I did it okay. just under four hours, okay. so I was I was right on pace. Like if I you know didn't really stop much, and then the second lap slowed down a little bit. I was still on pace for like sub 21, uh, and then the third lap got a bit worse. Uh, you What's know, going on? Uh, so you know, basically, anytime you get beyond the point that you normally run in training, you know, it, it's the it's, it is significantly Holy. harder. So I'm I'm really good in training runs on a regular basis. I'll run up to a 50k, so which is long for a training run, but not but not if you're training for 50s and hundreds. Uh, so I'm comfortable through 30 and even up up to 40, and then 40 to 60 in lap three is where you start getting into the territory that you only experience when you're racing. And I just haven't done enough of these. I'm thinking in my head, like, all right, I'm beyond mile 40. Uh, this is only the third time I've ever been this far. Uh, so, yeah, you're, you're going to start to hurt, and you're going to start to suffer more than, than you were earlier. And if you don't significantly slow down, if you keep trying to hold some unreasonable pace, then you'll pay. And in a marathon, you might pay for a couple hours. Uh, in a 50-miler, I paid for about five. Oh, my goodness. And then in the 100, I paid for about 15 to 20 hours. So I paid for most of the day. I, I, I paid for those mistakes in the first lap. But I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I realized that I just, I, I'm incapable of doing it any differently. And so I'm, I'm, I'm willing to pay... Uh, to, be, to be stupid, uh, whether whether or not I like to be stupid, I've I've resigned myself to the fact that I am stupid. Even and if the wallet is completely empty, it's yeah. worth it. It's so, worth it. but so yeah, the, the silver lining is I realize that I can uh, I can suffer a lot more than I thought was possible. I can exactly uh, if I have if I have great people around me, you know, pacers, uh, like Jess and Ryan Ashley, uh, and like Ryan Simon, who's paced me in a lot of races. If I have them to pull me along, I can like push myself to levels that I didn't think were possible. And, uh, so yeah, this, this taught me that, yeah, I, I can, I can run and then run walk all day, even if I'm on E for most of it, you know, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll, hop, I'll you know, slow down I'll, I'll be in more pain than i've ever experienced but i can push through it and you know, there's tons of lows they say there's highs and lows and there's like really just like lows and really lows uh, and so you look forward to the next low uh, uh when you're in a really low point uh i think maybe i had one high point uh uh and yeah that lasted a couple of minutes uh yeah. so uh but but i, I the the best thing about uh, about doing these kinds of races is that it's it, a hundred miler. Maybe I don't think for anyone it's an individual event. It's it's inherently collective, which is what what I like about it. Like the marathon, you could is really an individual sport. Like you sure. can train by yourself, you can race by yourself, and and the only support you really need is Water is stuff. someone yeah someone uh, refilling cups on a table as you ridiculously run by and try and grab a cup of water without slowing down. Uh, but to run 50 miles, to run 100 miles, you need a, a group of people. An and, incredible and, amount. Yeah. And, like you and, said, emotional, social, 
yeah. conversational. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to try to do it, you know, by. I mean, you could try to do it by yourself, just with the help of aid station workers who are right. amazing. But I wouldn't want like half it's of the fun the of this was to bring people down and to to share the experience and to uh, to to experience this with with your friends and to have like I had my sister fly in and she was part of the crew. Oh, so cool! I didn't know. Uh, that. I hardly ever get to hang out with her, so she she helped. With Trey and Trey was you know the most amazing crew chief. Uh, Trey is as solid as solid can be. Definitely, yeah. And, I mean, like they were so cool that they uh, they have a lot of downtime waiting for my slow ass to get back to the start finish area. That they were just crewing random other runners that clearly needed help. Yes, they yes. were just stepping up and they were they were helping out tons of people all throughout the day, which. Is, I mean that that is the spirit of, of ultra running right there, uh, and so yeah, to be able to share it with everyone uh, was amazing. And then I I knew because of all the support that I had that it was going to be tough. And you know, lap three was really tough. But I but even in lap three, I knew all I had to do was make it to mile sixty, uh, and from sixty to eighty, I had Jess pacing me, and from 80 to 100, I had Ryan Ashley pacing me, and I knew uh, that once I got to that point, that I could lean on them, uh, and and that if I made it to then, they wouldn't let me quit, and I wouldn't quit. Oh, so, yeah. like the idea of you know worrying about whether I was going to DNF never really crossed my mind because uh, I was going to ask that question because I had I had all of that support uh, and. When you set it up, especially almost, almost especially the first time you've done something this distance, this hard, this far, this deep inside yourself, I think it's almost easier, not easy, but almost to say, I'm just not going to let that idea cross my mind. Right. And especially with a support crew like that, but um, I've been there. I've been there. I, I get it. I get that. You just, yeah, I mean, the only way I would I would have quit is if I like broke my you know foot or broke my ankle or something like that like if I literally couldn't move forward then then I would quit but like I didn't want to quit for mental reasons I didn't want to be just like completely checked out and done and unable to make myself stand up and walk and 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 keep moving forward Uh, so part of it was was having them having their support and then I mean also if I'm being honest you know you you have a lot of negative thoughts, uh, and so that's many. why you're not supposed to like sit around because then you'll sit around thinking those negative thoughts. Uh, and some of those negative thoughts were like, you know, I've still got like two or three more laps. How on earth am I going to be able to finish this? And then I, I'm thinking things like, well, I didn't bring everyone down here just to run 40 miles. Right. I didn't bring everyone down here just to run 60. I, I didn't have. I didn't ask someone to come pace me mile 80 to 100 uh, to not even make it to mile 80. Like, I, I didn't do that. So I, I wanted oh, to man. I wanted to live up to... I, I essentially, I, I made them a promise that we're going down there to finish. And uh, so being accountable to someone other than yourself, I think, helps. I mean, I know I'm putting that pressure on myself, but but having the support and the expectation is very helpful. Whether or not that person that you make that promise to is at the event or not, because for me, yeah, that person is Crystal, is my wife, Um, and when we talk about setting aside time 
resources, money for an event to happen, for me to go somewhere, her to go somewhere. We both are at home thinking like, you're going to go to finish what you set out to go do and to complete it. Right. And that person almost doesn't even have to, that person doesn't have to be there. Right. I'm out. I'm thinking about, I I do not want to disappoint Crystal in the fact that I went out here and I spent this time away from our family and kiddos and you've got a kiddo and, and, uh, it's a, it's, it's huge. But when, when you have someone physically there and I can only imagine someone pacing me, whether I was doing a ride or a run or whatever, it would be incredible. And that just is a testament to the community that's happened here and is around star and just the Stillwater running community, because you have that, you've got that backbone to look at and to lean on and they went with you and spent the weekend and yeah. ran with you and stayed up all night and helped other people like this is what I'm talking about like it's happening here right and and the, the support crew was, was so much bigger than just uh, the just the people that went down to Huntsville Absolutely. I mean oh, like, dude, I was watching the, I was following every minute yeah. first night we were in the living room and our <laughs> PJ's like where's Andy what's happening that's nuts yeah. we were uh, man <laughs> I was making pancakes I was like where is he and she was like hold right. on there's comments I appreciate that oh dude totally she was but, like oh he's, in, oh he's made it through this checkpoint and it that, was, that blows my mind I, I was not aware of that of course uh, absolutely but like, having yeah having family and friends back in Stillwater like I, I knew I mean I didn't know that you guys were following me we but, totally were but I but I knew that people were back here doing that and because uh, you know some of my my, my friends were telling me of, of all the, the people that were asking about me and all that and I it it just blew my mind that like why why do all these people <laughs> care about how I'm doing down there like you you start to realize how insecure you really are to really holy shit like people actually you know care about me and care about what I'm doing and and uh and I I think this is just the the start of you know of something new that that we have this I mean that's what it's like to be part of a of a running community that I'm still getting used to like you know having like Trey essentially provide like I run far type coverage uh ask an ultra runner what that is they'll they'll explain I have no idea uh yeah it's a (laughs) website uh where they they go off and cover these events and you know give like they tweet like live updates of all the what's going on and so he's essentially you know via Facebook providing updates amazing of uh of my descent into hell but yeah Uh, (laughs) oh that's just South Texas no just kidding (laughs) It wasn't that hot. No, this weekend it's going to be hotter. Uh, good luck, be. Ruthie. So, uh, <laughs> oh, where's Ruthie? Uh, she, Ruthie's going to kill it. She's she's in the same area tomorrow. Oh, racing. seriously? Yeah. So Ruthie's a local also, but she's actually from England originally, UK. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. And Ruthie's an amazing woman. Did the yes. Land Run 50K. Yeah. So in what race? Won it. Yeah. She won the women overall yeah. category. And that's she's, not the only race she's ever won. She's so humble and amazing. And when I handed her the finish, the finish patch. And like that, and the fact that we had chip timing last year, and like the whole thing was, you know, a fat ass run, and she she just didn't know what to do with herself. I love Ruthie, so she's doing yeah. what race? Uh, she's doing the uh, Rocky Raccoon fifty miler tomorrow. Okay, okay. so she, they they she split it up over two different to, weekends. Right. That's cool. She's gonna destroy it. Yes, right? she's gonna destroy it. Uh, and then I'm hoping she'll she'll help me in the future and and be someone that paces me yeah. in some of these crazier events because she's she's one of the strongest runners that I know and Dude. yeah she's been extremely supportive of me and uh, 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how well she does tomorrow. She's going to be great. Well, even though we don't technically sell like running shoes or any running apparel at, at, at district, like I'm, I'm proud to say that Crystal Crystal is a huge uh, part of Star, and she's been running with you guys, and you guys are always here at the social on Friday nights. And the fact of the matter is that district is community. I keep saying it over and over and over, and I swear and, until I'm freaking. 120 years old if I make it that far that I'm going to be talking about the fact that what we had at this time frame didn't exist anywhere else. That we've got a community of people, cyclists, runners, everyone, volunteers, whatever you name it, for the events and the things that we do that, in my opinion, is second to none anywhere in the country. Period. Yeah, I mean, I think what we're starting to uh, build, thanks to to you and, and other people, is uh, I'm not trying to take credit for that because you I guys, think we're we're starting to build we're, we're like to not show. not a not a cycling community, not a running community, but like like uh, an active crazy community. stupid endurance Hell sports yes. community, yes. right? Like way cool. That sounds way people cooler. that people that just really have fun suffering and like to drink IPA. I mean, I think yes. <laughs> and push put, each put other. that on the label yeah <laughs> yeah put on. that on a banner yeah uh so and yeah so to me this is just a running shop that has a, a few too many bikes but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> so the moment you knew that it was gonna happen that you were gonna finish this hundred mile ride just, just walk me through that yeah, uh, was I mean, it when the, you started the last lap? Was it halfway through that last lap? I think I think it was really when I got to my pacers. I mean, because I I knew so uh, mile sixty was done. Yeah, I knew Jess was going to drag me around. I mean, she had she had dragged me around McMurtry before, and like I, in July, I was I don't know what happened to me, but I was like normally you know I run fifty k's even on the trail of McMurtry, which is kind of harder than just doing it on the roads here. I'm fine, but I felt out of energy from even before the halfway point. And she, she drug me for the last 10 to 15 miles. And I knew like I was capable of just sort of tucking in and being, being drugged uh, by her, uh, uh, drugged by her. Uh, but, uh, uh, and so I, I knew that, yeah, that they say that, that lap four is the hardest because, um, you're so far into the event and thanks uh we just got to refill yeah thanks chris uh, thanks for refueling uh Re- refuel and you still iron monk rye exit 174 at cheers. your service cheers you this still have three. so much more to go that a lot of people you know a lot of people quit during that fourth lap isn't uh, it amazing to you like in, in my mind you're so close you've done so yeah. much it's hard for me to wrap my mind around yeah anyway go ahead but yeah i mean i'll <laughs> i was i was just trying to not not fall apart too bad basically at that point and um unfortunately that's when i kicked the root that won't allow me to fill my big toe right now but oh, no. uh, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah I, I knew uh that yeah, I just had to get to that point, and then they said the fifth lap will be easier because you're so close to being done. You're like each time you come to a segment that you're just that you just hate. You're you know, I'm sick of these tree roots. I'm I'm sick of this climb. You know, you know it's gonna be the last time you see it. So you just push through it, grit your teeth, you get by it. So the fifth lap, even though I was almost 
you know, completely I was beyond dark. exhausted. It was dark the whole time. It was dark. Four, yeah, f- four and five. Completely it was. Dark. Yeah, I mean, it got dark at the end of lap three, and it was dark for all of lap four and almost all of lap five. The sun came up just at the very end of lap yes. five. Uh, Any tricks to keep you awake through the night? Did you do anything? I never like, even though I only slept like an hour maybe the night before because I was just, <laughs> uh, I was just like amp, like you're amped up, yep. you know, and you you're got excited uh, with, yeah. your, with with the pacer, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like the night before, I was just amped up, couldn't get to sleep, and I was like uncomfortable because I'm a city slicker, couldn't get to sleep, uh, <laughs> uh, and so I didn't sleep. But but then like I don't know during the race, I like never the, had to that pull out. fatigue didn't yeah. really wasn't an issue. That's cool, uh, and. So then when I really knew that, like, this was 100% in the bag was basically when we got to, like, the last aid station at, like, mile 96. And the, the aid station workers there were great. They're like, oh, this is your last lap? They're like, you've done it. Like, go get your buckle. Uh, yes. <laughs> so that, at that point, I was like, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I have, like, hours and hours and hours to meet the cutoff. I could, yeah, I could literally just walk it in, and I did a little too much of that. But, uh, it but yeah, it, uh, yeah, at that point, it was 100% over, and just we we finished it up. Uh, and I was so tired that I was going to skip my traditional heel click at the end because I've been doing heel clicks yes, since April, uh, and it was probably my most pathetic one ever. I don't think so. Uh, I and, disagree. And of course. And of course, you know your your good friends will call you out. And of course, Tessa, being the wonderful human being that she is, had to call me out on Facebook and tell me how awful my hill click was. But she's fucking right. I mean, it was it was bad. I mean, uh, I thought for a hundred miles, I thought it was pretty fucking. Great. Yeah, so I thought it was pretty baller. I got I got vertical. You did. If you if you put vertical in quotes and. Uh, <laughs> And maybe it's the fact that I'm so tall helped me, but uh, so I got up, clicked them together, landed, and then uh, yelled out when I landed, maybe uh, to just cover a groan, and uh, and that was it. And the, the cool thing about the ending was that I didn't realize at the time uh, Trey was like running me in, and Trey was taking video the whole time from the back, and then Jess is waiting at the That's finish the line with my sister. Jess is waiting, and she's taking a video from the front. So oh, I have two sick. I have two finish line videos from my first 100 miler which just blows my mind. We'll that, see if we can get those and we can put that on like yeah. the, on this podcast on the link or something. Yeah, oh, yeah we'll do, we'll do that. We'll get them side by side like playing at the same time. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was just the whole yeah, the whole day was uh yeah, you just experience uh you know so many emotions throughout the day and you uh, one of the things I love about running is you can think about anything and everything. And so it's like you right. think about your entire life and you, you think about the people that supported you uh, throughout the throughout the run. And so that's who I was thinking of, you know, uh, during those 25 hours uh, and some minutes. Unreal. <laughs> 25, 40? 25, 41 or so. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank dude. you. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, so I, I wanted, you know, I had a stupid time goal, abandoned it, and then the new goal was finishing and, you know, the, under the 30-hour cutoff, and I, I did. And I basically, I set myself a pretty low bar for going back and and, uh, and improving on my time. So I, I'll go back at some point for redemption. I but, agree, you finished. Uh, but I got, a, yeah, I got a lot of experience, yeah. and I can use that to, to do it. <laughs> well, 
I'll tell myself I'm going to do it the right way the second time, but I'm sure I'm going to be stupid and and uh, and blow up again. But That's I'll, I'll blow us... up just a little bit less. There you go. That's, That's what, what I did in my second marathon. I blew up just a yeah. tiny bit less. That's what makes us who we yeah. are. If we didn't push ourselves to the very limit, yeah, we honestly, man, we we may not even be the the ones to sign up for these things in the first yeah. place. And I mean, after Run Rabbit, I was like, totally I don't okay. I don't want to be the person that hikes up the mountain and finishes faster. I want to be the dumbass that runs up that mountain because you know what? It's really fucking fun to run up yeah, a mountain. Yeah. And I'm willing to pay the price. I'm willing to pay the price because it's fun. And, you know, if you're not into ultra running because it's fun, you're kind of messed up because <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why you're in it. Yeah. It's a ton of fun. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Well, you started running, you said 2013? Yeah. Just turned 2017. You finished multiple 50Ks, whether it was a race or a training ride. You finished, obviously, multiple marathons. We call them runs. Runs. Did I say ride? <laughs> Maybe. Did I say ride? We'll have to check the tape on that. Oh, my gosh. There's no editing on this, by the way. <laughs> okay. You finished multiple 50K runs. I do occasionally ride my bike to work, but it's only about two miles. <laughs> it's the most boring two miles of the yeah. day. Yeah. You finished... A hundred mile run on foot, less than twenty six hours this past weekend. I mean, again, just dude, congratulations! Cheers! Thank you. Cheers! Uh, we were following. Everyone was paying attention. The thing that I want you to know, and I just wanted to give you the opportunity to tell your story, man, like your your story from the beginning to to now. And honestly, the thing that you didn't realize that I didn't that I haven't realized for so long until recently, and that. I think a lot of us in Stillwater don't realize it's just how many people are watching. How many people that we may never even meet or shake their hand or look in the eye and have a conversation and know that what we're doing because of our passion, our love, and because we think it's fun, even though it's crazy as shit, is that we are actually helping those people realize that they too are capable and that even if, it's, if, if their capability is way, way, way less, it's still something that they can do and look forward to, whether it's a 5K or their first ever run or just getting off the couch? I hope so, yeah. That's I, I would love to inspire someone to even just go out and run a 5K, someone that's that's not doing anything just, yeah, eight weeks from now, you could be doing that. I mean, that that's I went from literally the couch to a 5K in eight weeks, so doing that, inspire someone to run an ultra, whatever, like mm. any of that. Inspire someone to go out and and do a fifty mile ride, whatever. Like right, right, right. Being active. Uh, if I can inspire that, then uh, that's that's incredible. I, w- I would love. It. The the thing about it is that the whole basis of you know the hashtag or, or whatever of unlearned pavement is that we don't have to actually learn a whole bunch of new things. What we actually have to do is unlearn. We have to realize that everything we're doing that takes up our time, whether it's social media or the internet or Facebook or Netflix or TV or junk food or whatever else. Like it's actually the process of, of, of elimination. It's the process of unlearning what we think is normal and what we think is our routine and replacing it with beauty and nature and active, you know, being active and moving our body and riding a bike or running. And in three years, dude, you've, you've done, a lifetime's worth of adventure, and it's so badass. I can't Hopefully wait. Hopefully, it's not next. my lifetime's worth. <laughs> right, right. Isn't I'm, it? I'm, I'm not done. You're not quite even close. To yeah, that. 
and that's what's amazing and why yeah. it's so inspiring. So yeah. So you're doing Run Rabbit Run 100 miler, which is going to be 20,000 feet again in September. Yeah. Uh, land runs four weeks away. Right. We're four weeks away. Yeah. We got 1,300 freaking people. We're gonna have an absolute party. Uh, I can't wait to watch you cross the finish line. I hear. I hear you might be running in jorts. Is this correct? Uh, Jean shorts. Yeah, take out the might, yeah, and replace Perfect. it with will, yeah. So I wanted to give you that opportunity <laughs> to confirm. I, I hope you're not offended, no. but um, I'm having my listeners. Not I'm, I'm not offended. I'm having my land run patch from last year placed onto my jorts. Oh my gosh! I can't wait to see the placement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take a guess, and you're right. I, I I think I'm there. And then so next year I'll have two. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Yes, you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, Andy. Um, yeah, is there anything anything else at all you want to say, man? Like anything else you want to cover? Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, I, mean, I mean, as far as I don't want to tell you how to interpret your own hashtag, but I mean, no. I, after the, the land run, I, I started thinking about what I thought it meant. And that I, I, I hear this. I thought it, you know, for me, it meant like, unthinking standard approaches to to sports standard approaches to running that that's exactly right like stop thinking for me it was stop thinking in terms of cycles stop thinking in terms of all right here are the goals i must have here are the steps that i must take to achieve them and start thinking in terms of you know what can i do based on on what my body is telling me and based on my desire to explore the city in which I live rather than like what does a book tell me I have to do and what are the safe places to run to meet to meet that goal so um, I'll run off by myself on gravel roads south of town hoping those dogs are really just looking to bark at me and not actually bite me and I haven't been bitten yet um, good <laughs> but yeah so oh, I, I interpreted it that way that, you know, that's the, exactly the, the pavement for me. I, I didn't see it as literally just the surface, but uh, pavement in terms of, you know, these nice uh, laid out ways for for doing things, uh, the, 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 the paved way for you to approach running a marathon, running a 50K. Ah, and so I You're thought crushing it right now. You're <laughs> blowing my mind. Maybe I just thought that way because I wanted to have more fun, but uh, I think... That's exactly what I was trying to get at. Yeah. Rules, regulations, stipulations, um, you know... Anytime someone asks me things. for for a nice, uh, easy, paved route, I I send them to, to 44th and Cottonwood. <laughs> like, oh, I got just what you need. It's <laughs> so like, oh, Babcock Park is great. Just, just run to Cottonwood... Uh, it gets a little muddy. <laughs> Head left. Uh, be great. <laughs> Some of the most brutal red dirt gravel climbs yeah. that we've got in in Payne County. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, dude, Andy, again, just uh, in awe of you and what you've been able to do. Uh, my wife, Crystal, is always chasing you on Wednesday night pub runs, and she loves it. When she bothers to show up. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, there it is. That, not, that, not that she's scared. Uh, <laughs> she's just really busy. She is. And she's been letting me ride a lot on Wednesday nights which lately, which has been nice. But uh, you and, and the crew, the running crew, embody exactly, exactly what 
I envisioned for Unlearned Pavement from the beginning. Um, and of course, it was kind of a cycling format. I've said, how many times have I said ride instead of run in this podcast? So stupid. But I'm a, I'm a cyclist at heart, obviously. But you guys embody it so perfectly. You've, you've taken it from nothing at all. And you guys have made the hashtag Unlearned Pavement your own thing. And every single day, you guys are pushing us even farther. And I hope that that's what we all do. That's a... Uh good use of farther if you're referring to distance <laughs> yes <laughs> right because i mean some of us haven't even ridden 100 yeah. miles yet let alone run 100 right. miles so man congrats on the run i can't wait to see what happens this next year i can't wait to watch you cross the finish line at land run and greet you and yeah i can't wait for land run it's, it's, it's this coming. year it's going to be so much bigger uh more events more runners uh yeah Faster times, all sorts of shit. Yeah, it, it's going to be an incredible. Yeah, yeah. So please come, please come to Land Run Friday night. It's a totally open public. Um, we'll have all the runners and riders here signing up for their registration packets on Friday night on March 10th, and then March 11th is the race. And I, I'll be honest with you, you just you don't want to miss the start line. We are going to yeah. separate this year the start time so the riders are going to leave at 8 o'clock and the runners are going to leave is at 8, so 8 that I so I can't pass cyclists like I did last that year that is exactly why <laughs> I passed a lot of them and it was so much fun <laughs> I'll never because y'all are that. really slow at the beginning the, the beginning is so bottlenecked it's so yeah. hard but uh, dude you've transformed yourself you've transformed the idea of what's possible for so many people and I don't think you know that but you you really really have and like you and Ryan and everybody's gotten you guys have gotten me excited I really want to be able to do a 10 mile run sometime soon which is crazy to me that I'm even thinking about that again but I'm going to do it and I can't wait and now we've got the double and we'll wait to mile 9 to drop you we'll be nice sounds great Yeah, you guys will probably drop me a mile (laughs) 2.1 because I'll be dying (laughs) anyway dude I I can say congratulations over and over but seriously man thanks for being on the podcast you ran 100 miles congrats we ran 100 miles. Thank yeah, you. There it is. There it is. So this is uh, Unlearned Pavement Radio. This has been Andy Fullerton telling a story about basically from full on um, no running at all, 2013, getting himself up, getting ready for a 5K, and then basically every single time he accomplished something, he realized that there's something else more, and he wants to see exactly how far he can reach. In less than three years, he was ready to run on foot a 100-mile race just north of Houston, Texas, and he did it. And right now he's wearing his belt buckle. Yes, I am. Which is freaking rad. <laughs> belt buckle is badass. So, um, And he's just an amazing dude, and he's doing it, and that means that every single person that's listening to this podcast can absolutely do it too, whether you're thinking about riding or running or whatever. It's just all about standing up, getting yourself outside, and not being afraid of the barriers. If anything, I hope Unlearned Pavement is a way for people to look at barriers and realize that barriers are only made to be removed, period. I don't want to live this life thinking about what barrier is next in front of me and why it's there. I want to live this life thinking about, well, that barrier might be there, but it looks like some cool shit might be on the other side. And the barrier is only there because you participate in its existence. Exactly. You you help create the barrier. You help keep it there, and you can you can set it aside. Exactly. So that is unlearned pavement, and we 
I think, stumbled upon some definitions of owner pavement that I hadn't thought of and a way of looking at it that's even deeper and even better than I could have imagined. So, dude, thank you for that, too. We don't do podcasts very often. I really hope you listen to this and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I need to get into some sort of regularity, and I think I might try. So, anyway, man, Andy, thank you again, and have a great night, brother. Yeah, Enjoy thanks for it. having me. Enjoy the 100-mile finish. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Hey, Chris, get over here and turn this thing off. Hey, Chris, do I just put pause or stop? I don't know. Okay, I don't know how to work electronic things. I'll adjust your rear derailleur, but I don't know. All right, can I do it? I'm going to push the red button. All right. Thank, thank you, beautiful people. Go back to, uh, you know, doing whatever you're doing in your underwear. All right, awesome. Bye. <laughs>